Welcome to The Seller's Corner, an e-commerce podcast with real stories from real sellers. Each episode, we sit down with online sellers all across the globe and talk about overcoming challenges, scaling, and putting processes around their online businesses. Welcome to the show. Hey, this is Chandni, and I run marketing at A Seller List. Today, we're going to be talking to Bob, a creative entrepreneur who pivoted from the popcorn-making business into online resales. And he's here to inspire you and help you on your seller journey. Can you tell me what's your store about and uh, why did you pick those items? Well, we made a purchase some time ago with a product called MagnaLock, magnetic shower curtain fillers. Mm-hmm. And we tested them. I noticed the guy was trying to sell about 20,000 of them. And I noticed that he was in my area. He was in Henderson, Nevada, which is only about 10 minutes away from me. So I made an offer and bought those. And uh, I didn't realize how many 20,000 was. So we ended up having to throw away a bunch of them because I didn't have storage for them. And But they've been doing good for us. I've had diabetes for like 53 years, type 1. And between my health and my oldest son is Down syndrome. And he's 40. And he's starting to have some uh, discipline uh, challenges with us. So I decided to close a business that I had. We used to make the best popcorn in the country. Mm-hmm. And, wow. Uh, we had a lot of fun with them. We did a lot of uh, customized labels and things like that. So we put people's pictures on it. And it, it was just a lot of fun, but it was a lot of work. So yeah. I've been looking for different things, which be a lot less physical and doable from home. And that way you can spend time with Jason and get some stuff going in. And like I say, I'm, I'm a little on the older side. So in diabetics, they, they generally don't live quite as long as their partners. And so I got to make sure I've got something in place within the next five years to make sure that if by chance, hopefully I don't, but if by chance I uh, end up leaving the world, got my wife pretty well set. So my goal is to accumulate about 500000 in this next five years. So what we've been doing is we take the money that profits, and I've been trying to invest in stocks. We purchased a book from a gentleman named Charles Payne. Man, this guy is sharp. He's got a very good track record and long term is what we're looking at. So so basically, we're investing in stocks that they recommend. And in his program, they give us a text. They feel it's a good idea to purchase a certain stock or, or sell a certain stock. So that's kind of where we're at in that. And um, the books and stuff, we found a thrift store where I just buy all the books they have. And it comes out to like six cents a piece. So that seems to be working out pretty profitable because there will be, there's a lot of them that we can't sell on Amazon, but I'm trying to learn the um, eBay stuff. And it seems like you should be able to bundle these books and still make a profit out of them. So basically, that's our game plan. And we've come across some pretty cool stuff. And we're, we are known as English Popcorn on Amazon. We're not going to change that, even though we're not doing popcorn. I did keep some of my equipment to do popcorn for for family events and stuff like that. Our eBay, our store is called Take a Look, folks, because what we're trying to do is film it and take some good pictures. And again, that's just started, so there's not a lot on there. I think I've got eight items, but this week we're going to start working and getting bundles and stuff. Mm. They sometimes 
I take too long to try to learn the stuff. But but again, with neuropathy and diabetes, it makes it a little tougher to learn as quickly as I, I'd like to also. But I'm still getting it done, even being in bad health. So I'll people not to give up. Yeah, no, that's the spirit. And just curious, what kind of flavors of popcorn do you sell? All types? <laughs> well, we, we no longer sell. We did have. We had used to have over 30 flavors. Over and, 30 uh, flavors? Yes. And that's wow. Too many. We, <laughs> we got a store that was feasible. Do you like coffee? No, I don't drink coffee. I drink tea. Yeah, my wife drinks the tea. I love coffee. So I made a coffee popcorn. And uh, so I took our basic caramel and I put coffee flavoring in it. And she absolutely loved it. She hates coffee. And I was just so shocked. It was just unbelievable. But uh, we do different stuff. Christmas time, you do cherry and, and green apple. So you have to wow. together. And one which was absolutely phenomenal was black cherry. The uh, problem mm. is it turned your tongue black. So it was fun to play jokes on people <laughs> with that one. But Halloween, you can do orange or black cherry. There's so many different things that we Wow. It was yeah. fun. It was just mainly more of a hobby. We didn't uh, we didn't do a, as much money positive because it, we were building up to that. But equipment, stuff like that, you you can have $20,000, $30,000 invested in equipment. And uh, that, that just takes a long time to turn things around and to have a break even. So, yeah. But again, it was fun. And people love to have their pictures on things. So kids see their picture on their, their birthday popcorn or something graduating. Uh, we, we just enjoyed it. Wow. Okay. And um, did you find your skills transferable from from what you were doing previously to pivoting online and selling on Amazon? Well, the Amazon was fairly easy because we just did the FBA. We'd ship these things in, um, to Amazon and then they take care of everything. I'm not a big fan of Amazon. They don't really seem to give the seller a lot of protection. And they make it very easy for the buyer to uh, destroy your product and it will keep your product. And so um, I don't really like that aspect of it. But the weight of the magnets that we ship to Amazon, it's just not feasible for us to take an order and pay the shipping and stuff to a client just because of the weight of it. Overall, we're doing okay with Amazon. But again, they seem to lose like the books. We just recently started the books and um, actually we've sold like 27 of them so far. So it's not real bad. But yeah. We've done. But a problem is they keep losing them or misplacing them or saying missing skew. And then mm. there's documentation that shows right on the shipping skew or whatever it's called showing they received them. But they make it very, very difficult for you to get help when you're trying to locate some of these expensive books that they have miraculously saying don't exist. So, but overall we're doing well with them. But I think once I learned the eBay, again, my problem is I'm not the sharpest with the computers and stuff. So it's a little difficult for me figuring out all the stuff where you're supposed to look at. It's usually something real simple. I just don't know, know where to look, but I think we'll do okay with the, the eBay, just doing the bundles. So that's the game plan in that aspect. Awesome. So are you selling on other platforms other than Amazon and eBay? Uh, no, I just recently started the, the eBay and um, we're going to kind of go against what is suggested because I want the product to be packaged reasonable and stuff. So we're shrink wrapping and making sure and not sending or under 
if something's very, very good, we're classifying as good. And I might not do acceptable anymore. Probably pretty good. We don't send garbage. But the problem is when someone buys it, buys something, even though you specify there's a flaw or whatever the case may be, they're still expecting new, it seems like. So we might not do any more acceptable, even though our acceptable is probably better than good. One of the reasons I decided on books is I had ordered some books just to kind of test and see what people were selling. And eBay, a lot of them that we purchased that said very good, man, those suckers were in horrible shape. Some of them were like in one book came, it was in two pieces, but they were classified as very good. Wow. <laughs> a lot of them were water damage and stuff. And I thought, well, shoot, we can offer the same type product, but go take a little extra time. Again, I know everybody says not to, but again, we're going to make sure the books are in good shape before we ship anything out and protect them because you ship them to Amazon. Seems like they can get damaged pretty easily too yeah. in their storage. So we're, we're trying to go above and beyond, which again, I know the whole idea is to get the stuff out quick. But like I say, my health isn't the best and I'm an old guy, so I have no problem taking my time. And, uh, and like I say, we're generating between two and 3,000 profit each month now doing the stuff we are doing, magnets and the other products we've sold. So, Yep. Amazing. And uh, what's the part you enjoy the most? Do you enjoy the marketing part, like, you know, typing things up digitally, creating the listings? Or do you enjoy the sourcing part of things, which is finding the books? finding the magnets and all sorts of things to sell. Finding the books is kind of fun. But again, with I use the Cal IQ, but the mm-hmm. problem is it's difficult for me to do a whole lot of bending down and getting the lower ones and stuff like that. And like say, we found a thrift store where you just buy all the books and it comes out to be about six cents a unit, which is just pretty darn good. And a few of the books we found like $20, $30 profit. So for as many books as we're getting, and they're basically in, in pretty darn good shape. We've checked out savers and places like that, but a lot of those books end up being three dollars a piece and stuff like that. And I was kind of surprised from because I've been watching a lot of YouTube and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And everybody makes it sound like you can buy them real cheap at the, a lot of the thrift stores, but that doesn't seem to be the case in a lot of them that I've looked at, other than this one that I found. So, but I can't complain. This they've got some good stuff, and they've got a little bit more than just books, so that makes it kind of interesting. Great. You mentioned YouTube just now. So can you let us know, do you follow any influences or any books that you read to inspire you in your reseller journey or any communities that you join, like Facebook groups and stuff? Yeah, I actually wasn't a big fan of Facebook. I'm not really don't like to get into uh, listen to everybody complain about different things. So we had canceled our Facebook. Then once I started doing YouTube, I mean, look into YouTube and listen to um, Acceler List and IQ, I mean, Scout IQ, I joined those groups. But I'm also taking some classes, which I paid for through the Charles Payne to learn about the stocks and stuff. So it's, it's I've got a lot going on. And like say, the Facebook groups, I was able to get back on, but it was a little bit of confusion. I signed up for the groups. Then when I tried to I should say savers, they told me I needed to clear my cache on the computer. So I did that. So I lost all this information on how to get into oh, no. the Facebook places. <laughs> and then when I tried to, it kept indicating that I had the wrong email, the wrong phone number and stuff like that. So that was getting mm. more frustrating. About a week or so ago, we were able to get back on 
re-sign up for the Facebook. And yeah. so we joined Acceler List and uh, well rejoined and a couple other. And there's a few people on, I don't remember the names, I'm horrible at the names, but there are a few people very interested in, in listening to on YouTube. And a lot of them talk specifically about books and mm-hmm. some of them talk about the other stuff. So it's, it's kind of a learning experience. It's kind of fun. Oh, that's nice. So can you walk us through a typical day? Is it the same every day or different? Well, we, uh, with my son and everything, that's quite demanding. He's 40. And actually, when he was born, I was 21. So the chance of a Down syndrome child being born to someone 21, my wife was 20. And actually, we've been married 41 years. The lady is very, very patient. Still tolerates, delivers with us throughout his whole life. And so that's creates some challenges and stuff. So we got to make sure he's taken care of and looked out after, even though he's quite uh, self-sufficient in a lot of manners. And again, since I'm able to buy all the books from the thrift store, at one shot, I'll go down there. That doesn't take long. And then we'll go through here. And I use the seller list with the computer, with the scanner and all that. So it will give me a better idea of what should sell for certain prices and stuff. So we list them at that. And um, the Scout IQ, we just kind of double check and we're doing both. I was considering doing the shoot selling merchant fulfill. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. And it's, that seemed to be quite confusing as far as matching the prices with what I thought that would be able to generate a fair amount of sales, but that didn't seem to work out too well at all. But I think we had our settings incorrect. So we're going back through a bunch of the books we've got. And uh, some of the information that they suggested on the YouTube, like Scout IQ, for example, they show where your number in the books and stuff. And uh, one gentleman has suggested doing those little tickets you buy, that raffle ticket. What we did, we took the stickies and every time we we put it uh, on our shelf. We've got like zero, zero, one, zero, zero, two, and stuff like that. So when the books do sell on the eBay and stuff, we'll know which ones they are without having to dig through a ton of them. So that, that's stuff we're working on. Then. And again, learning through the YouTube, again, it's just amazing all the stuff you can find on YouTube. That's yeah. basically how we got started with our popcorn business. I learned more from YouTube than I did before starting the business. So YouTube is pretty cool. Oh, that's great. So do you have any kind of like routines in your day that, you know, helps you get started or, or, you know, prepares you for your reselling? Well, I get up, I get up at 630 mm-hmm. and I check, see how my stocks are doing and mm-hmm. which haven't, haven't been the best there lately. But again, we're looking long term. <laughs> that's what yeah. we are interested in. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people panic and, and sell everything and, and then the stocks go back up. So that's yeah. what we do. We check those out. And there's generally what we've got is, like I say, they have a Zoom thing too. So that they are pretty easy to get into. You just put your email in there and you can listen to their answers and some of the fast start classes that they have. So generally there's one at um, 10 a.m. our time and 11 a.m. and sometimes two. So sometimes depending on what day it is, I'll listen to those. And recently we've been purchasing stuff to make it a little bit easier to prepare our books. Say one little item we bought off eBay some time ago is one of these lazy Susans. So if you ever shrink wrap something, just whip that thing around and run the heat gun over it and sell them up pretty quick. That works out pretty good. And again, a lot of stuff I'm doing is going to take a lot more time than most people are going to be willing to do. But I want people to see what they're buying because after I bought those books off eBay and then being in such horrible shape, I don't want someone to be guessing when they're buying off me. I want them to see what what it is. So we are going to institute YouTube videos on when we do that. And the 
the turntable makes that doable too because you can move that around the way you're filming it. And like I said, we've got a handful. We just bought something for shrink wrapping. It's like a wand where you can it make it a lot easier to cut the plastic and put it together in different pieces compared to what we were doing. So. Yeah, that's so quite innovative on on your part, I'd say. So, when did you start selling again? Which year? Um, we've probably been doing it um, maybe two years, maybe three. I'm not I'm not the best at keeping track of all this stuff. We were fortunate with the COVID when we had our popcorn business open. We closed it in in May, May 31st, mm-hmm. and COVID pretty much killed us because we would do the customized stuff, people's birthdays and stuff. And we actually provided Brad Garrett Comedy Club with their pop. And then when COVID came, it just kind of killed us. And so the magnets and our, and our Amazon sales basically kept our doors open. If not for that, we would have had to close a long time ago. And uh, so that allowed us time to make a decision to close shop and uh, not hurt us. So the decision, I mean, I love doing the popcorn, I love doing the custom stuff, but it's kind of a blessing in, in some aspects. I mean, learning, seeing how much we could make from the Amazon sales at, uh, that we should not continue the popcorn because we could take that money and invest in, in buying other stuff to sell and to invest in the stocks. Touching on COVID, what do you think was uh, the greatest challenge in the COVID period for you? Was it this? Well, I'm at very high risk and my son, he's on oxygen 24-7 and has heart and lung issues. So we just basically super cautious. We were cautious anyhow. And with the Down syndrome child, well, he's not a child, he's 40, but he's still, still a child does. So the routine is tough when you change a routine because we'd go out like a father-son every Friday and get something to eat at horrible places like the, the hamburger joints and stuff like that. But that was a routine he loved to do. So that was probably the biggest challenge with us and also being extra cautious with him. I mean, we even stopped letting our kids come over We because we didn't want to take a chance on something happening, mainly to Jason. But again, I'm, I'm pretty high risk also. So that was a tough part, not being able to get our family and stuff into the house. But we would get together with masks and stuff a little bit, keeping distance outside of the house or in the backyard or whatever the case may be. Uh, so the toughest part is not being able to have people in the home and seeing and um, overall hearing some of the stories about some of the difficulty other people's had. I mean, people don't really realize how lucky they are mm-hmm. to yeah. see what circumstances happen to other people. So we've been very fortunate, even with my diabetes, man, 53 years having type one diabetes. I uh, really didn't think I'd still be alive today, but uh, we, I've been very fortunate in taking care of myself. So, so again, uh, the world is what one makes it. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think that ever since COVID and in the past few years, do you think the seller community has grown? I would imagine for one, when, when I had a business, mm-hmm. okay, we, we originally, we were looking for a storefront and the cost, I, I'm not sure how it is in other states, but here in Vegas, the fees and stuff, the rent, and plus they had something called cam fees, which would cost you almost as much as rent. A lot of brick and mortar places, I just don't see how they stay open. A high percentage of them don't. But the COVID probably didn't help uh, those places either. But even without the COVID, you see a lot of businesses go under in a short period of time because it's just your upkeep and stuff and your expenses, your insurance, your workman's comp insurance you pay. So there's a lot of expenses to having a business. People don't really realize that. So something where people can do online, especially from home, 
that just seems to be the way way to go. And um, yeah, and unfortunately, having like a website, that's not exactly easy. Also, because you don't always get the traffic and stuff. And by the time you pay shipping and stuff, your customer pays shipping. Like that was a big problem. We had the popcorn shipping was so expensive, just made it hard for people to buy and have a ship it to them at a long distance. So Amazon, that's one thing, a plus about Amazon. If you can do the FBA and ship the stuff to them, eliminate all that. If people have Prime, I mean, they pay more money for an item because they're getting free shipping. Yep. No, that that's right. Yeah, I guess that's the perks of Amazon. Tell me what's the biggest failure that you've had so far in the business and the lesson you've learned from it? Well, I'm not sure if I've had major failures. We've been pretty lucky. I've had, again, the big problem is Amazon for, they're not very helpful to the seller. I mean, you call and you ask a question, then, for example, my magnet, we've got totally, for some reason, they changed our description. So they're describing a shower curtain. And our item is specifically says Magnalock Magnetic Shower Curtain Sealer. And we had the description, everything, for some reason, it got changed. And they just absolutely refused to change it. They said, well, you need to do a new list of new product and all that. So we tried that. And our sales went from two to 3,000 down to zero. And the reviews and stuff we've gotten on the magnets with the incorrect uh, listing has done well. So it's got like a four point something reviews and stuff. And I say we've sold thousands of them and we've never had a negative review posted. We've never had. And unfortunately with Amazon too, they don't really stress or let people suggest to people that they leave feedback. So we've done thousands of sales and got a positive, 100% positive, but there's only 63. But the good news is we we have zero negative. So, so I think the biggest difficulty is dealing with customer service in Amazon. They're not, I don't think they always know what they are looking at. They give you kind of a generic response every time you have a question, and then you've got to look it up and try to figure out what the heck they're talking about. So I think that is the biggest difficulty. But as far as biggest failures, uh, I don't know. It's just been kind of a learning experience. And again, I'm learning now and I should know how to use the computer much better, but I'm just Mm -hmm. lousy at that. That's why I've got people like you guys to answer those questions when I do get stuck. Yeah, absolutely. So can you tell us what are some hopes for near future? Do you have any other, I guess, goals you want to roll out online? Well, we, like I say, we're learning for the, the eBay. And mm-hmm. again, it seems like thrift stores seem to be an interesting place, but the books are, are fairly easy because for one year, your shipping is media mail. So that's a big plus. I'm not sure how many other products we're going to try. I know a lot, a lot of the YouTube people indicate how much money they're making and how easy it is and stuff like that. That doesn't always seem to be the case. So again, ours is we're going to go into stuff slowly. And since we did close our popcorn business, I, we lost a, a pretty fair amount of money in that. But I've got a handful of items which we will list on eBay also. And so we'll be testing, we'll be looking at products and stuff like that. But my goal, as I mentioned earlier, is accumulate about 500000 and within the next three to five years. So I, I believe that should be because my wife would like to move back to Indiana from Vegas. And because my son and uh, his kids just moved to Indiana due to, due to job and everything. So we were going to move to that cold, freezing state. And uh, uh, But our house, selling our house should be 
enough to buy a house in Indiana. And so we'll have no house payment. So the goal is to accumulate at least 500000 between selling of the eBay and the Amazon and get them placed into the stock market. So that's pretty much my my goal. Again, I, I don't want to leave this world and leave my wife and son not well taken care of. I mean, she's a sharp lady and stuff, but again, uh, we are getting older. So, so that's basically my main goal. Yep. And what's a big dream that you, you know, you wish to achieve or, or a legacy? Would it be this? Uh, I'm not really too concerned about any type of legacy. I just want my family taken care of. And again, we, we've set a milestone compared to most people. Just one and my kids, they, they're doing well because they're sharp. And again, the way my wife and I brought them up, it was very beneficial. So I can't complain about I wish I would have been smart enough to start saving earlier. So if you got any young people trying to accumulate wealth over there, they need to start at a young age because you have a compounding effect if you do have your money invested and stuff like that. And people got to be patient. Everybody wants everything done immediately. Just Life just doesn't always work that way. You just got to be patient, learn as you go. And and like I say, myself, I, I know very little about a lot of this stuff, but we've been doing okay. And uh, again, taking advantage of uh, the help like Accelerolist offers and Scout IQ and YouTube. There's a lot of beneficial information in that aspect. Yep. And um, do you have any final words of advice for anyone starting out reselling or anyone in life? Well, take advantage of the YouTube, be patient. And uh, one thing I didn't notice on Accelerolist when I was reading it, somebody was complaining, well, they did this and did that and that. They weren't getting any feedback and they're having difficulty. They only sold so much. But everybody thinks everything's going to happen like tomorrow. It, yeah. Life doesn't work that way. You got to be patient. You can't get mad at, at uh, other people because you're not succeeding. Most of the time, if people look in the mirror, they'll, they'll figure out what the problem is. It's usually themselves. So people learn to do this stuff and listen to other people and ask the right question. Then be patient. People should do well. Yeah. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Seller's Corner. If you would like to be a guest on the show, please send an email to podcast at accelerlist.com. Accelerlist also offers a generous 21-day free trial when you enter coupon code podcast on the registration page. Now is the time to start with Amazon and break into freedom with your own business.